Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 14, we think. We're not sure. But either way, you've made it, and we're happy to have you. It's been a wonderful week of working and making stuff in the shop. Paul's got a new hat that he just showed off on his Mm -hmm. Instagram. You should follow him. We're all going to get right into what we've been working on this week, and Paul's going to go first. Paul, what have you been working on this week? Guess Guess what I've been working on. Another railing. Yep, making hats. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I ordered two hats from Vistaprint because I was bored, and it's a little tight on my head. I'm getting a little bit of a headache. You have a giant head. I was gonna say, dude, it might it's, be, a, it's way too big, dude. When I went to go get my motorcycle, my monkey. Well, my monkey. It's not really a motorcycle. Um, but stay tuned <laughs> for tomorrow because I got I got something coming. But when I went to go get the monkey, I'm trying on helmets, and we go from- Hold on, me. hold on. Time Wait out. Wait a second. Time Did you time buy out. a Harley hold already? Hold on. Time out. Hold on. Does what? Chris know the story, or is that private information? No, I forgot to tell Chris. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, on a second. I forgot oh, to tell on. Chris. I forgot to tell Chris. What did you do? Dude, I went, I, dude, I went to Danbury Harley-Davidson. I told my father, I go, because it's near my sister's barn where she rides. I go, Dad, let's just go look. I want to go up and look on a Saturday. They had a, a used um, Sportster 48. One. They had a used Sportster, and they had a Slim, which is what I really wanted. But I couldn't – I wasn't – you know, I wanted to get the Slim, but it was a lot of money, and it's too big for now. Like, I don't want to kill myself. But they had a beautiful, like, 2019 48 there with only, like, 1,000 miles. And I had to do it. That's I it. had to do it. It's don't so nice looking. Okay. Now I got to go pick this up. This is, <laughs> I don't even know how this happened so quickly. I See, went from. You know what? It's so funny because you guys always give me a hard time when I go from having like one of something to having like six of them. And this is just what happened to you, except you yeah, bought motors. I have two. Oh, I don't, I only have one now. You have like eight of everything. It's like if I if you well, came over and I had like you know three Harleys, a, a Suzuki, but like. Two, but think about how quickly you went from having zero to being. Two. I just got to go to the Harley dealer and look. Now you have two. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. It go feels ahead, really right. good. It feels next, really good to, to have you suffer with with me. Next next weekend, I think what? you should come up to Boston and get tattooed. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I, dude! I already thought Let's about get about getting tattooed. But... Oh God! Thank God, my mom's drink. cool with it. You my my mom's to, cool with you it. Find you, I can you see you like behind a dumpster right away. He's the guy with drinking. full sleeves. Oh my! Should God. I get a motorcycle tattoo? <laughs> no, don't get a motorcycle. Tattoo of a motorcycle. That's the cheesiest thing ever. Um, but oh, so anyway, God. back to when I picked up the monkey. <laughs> 
I was trying and why my head's so huge. I was trying on helmets. I tried on like a medium, right? I couldn't even fit it on my head. I go to a large, try the large, too tight, <laughs> extra large, too tight, too, too the guy XL. Cuts a helmet like in still, half. still tight on my cheeks. I had <laughs> to get a three, three XL helmet for my freaking head. It was insane. I'm like, do you even like the guys like running out of helmets? But then I think the sizes were off because Chris, I ordered one of those urban helmets. Yeah, they run small. They run. They run small. They run. I ordered an urban, and it had the cheek pads. The urban helmet, Mm -hmm. I didn't have the cheek pads, so I just got an extra large, and it fit. Or no, an extra extra large. The urbans run. The urbans run big. I remember when I went to order mine, they were saying like a. Cause I, I wear a medium in the Biltwell helmets, and I remember okay. when I ordered my Urban, it said if you wear a medium in a in a regular helmet to get a small, and they were always sold out of the smalls because it was their most popular size. But when when we when I bought my Harley last year, you came for a ride with me on it, yeah. and one of my helmets must have fit you. It did. Be- yeah, it, it, it did. was an XL. It was like an XL three quarter helmet that I had. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, like, you didn't go without a helmet. I wouldn't have let you ride yeah, with me no. without a helmet. Yeah, I don't know what it, – it, like, they got on my head. It was just a cheek pad. Like The cheek know, pads but, are always tight, though. Yeah, they are kind of tight. I, I probably could have gotten away with – because the, the only urban helmets um, – I can't believe you bought that Harley already. Dude, so I, what are you gonna I do with the monkey? around. You just, like, I'm going to keep the monkey. What's, what's, it's, it's cool to, like, mess around with, like, just driving around my yard or, like, up my block. But let I me just like give you a piece of advice. It. Yeah. You can only ride one at a time. If you haven't figured that out yet, I no, learned no, that no, I know. you can only ride one at a time. I wouldn't have probably any more than two. I'd have like the, I, oh, I think I always want to keep the monkey cause it's just so cool looking and it's more like just a toy, but then I'll have to get from one. your office to the other end of your steel shop. Yeah. That's what I could use it for. Um, Macklin is uh he's probably gonna lose his storage unit that he has and he's got these two little like Honda Enduros like eighty cc Enduros oh, and really? I'm, I'm already like well I gotta buy one what are they just like to drive stroke? in my property upstate yeah I said just to get from the street at the property upstate to the back I want a little eighty that I can just rip through the woods yeah yeah that's fun though but oh, well, I don't that's, know that's exciting so you've been making railings and buying Harleys good yeah. for you well I also have some structural stuff coming up. But it's now I was just working on stainless railings for a house in uh, Westport. But um, nice, I got another structural job coming up, which is actually kind of a crazy house. Um, it's a, like a prototype for a house. They're making houses now that are like completely out of concrete, and they needed steel beams mm-hmm. to go over the garage. Um, and it's like a two-story garage. Like they're putting cars underneath and cars above. Oh. It's really weird. But um, like the whole house are these, um, these uh, styrofoam molds, the styrofoam yeah. forms. That's what I was gonna and they say. Just pour the concrete molds. in, and yeah. they leave the forms yeah. on there. It's like the insulation. So there's like yeah, a layer of styrofoam, that. concrete, yeah, yeah. styrofoam, and then they put you know whatever else on the wall, the interior walls. But it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Do um, you guys follow? Know, um, cool. And do you guys follow Handyman? I think is his thing on Instagram. He just did a. Uh, styrofoam pour concrete building in arizona i want to say his thing is uh uh handy handy like h-a-n-d-e-e man.co 
and he he just went through uh-huh. the whole process of doing fiber uh, glass fiber reinforced cement. Uh, what is oh, it? GFRC. Cool. Um, and it was a styrofoam pour, and really cool. And he's like you know building his own house out there, but it's crazy. He has like you know the big water tank and all that because it's like totally isolated in the desert. But that's oh, wow. interesting. That's an interesting thing to come into Connecticut. Um, it's yeah, probably pretty it's- inexpensive. Concrete so cheap. Ah, I don't know. It, lumber it, is so expensive right now. Lumber's like, crazy. Because uh, that's the other thing. We, we're helping our, our friends out. We're like doing a little barn addition. That's actually pretty big. Um, a barn addition of my sister's barn um, for her trainer. And the lumber's like double the price. It's crazy. Crazy. Twice as much as it used to be. Over twice as much in some places. You know, when you go to these lumber yards, they're expensive. But it's like... I don't know why it's even so expensive. I think they're just gouging everybody now because they're, they're using the corona as an excuse. Because what were this? What was everything really like? Legitimately closed for like maybe a month, like back in the spring. Like everyone's working, right? Like what? What's what's shut down? Yeah, I don't know, man. Crazy. I think and it'll then, level. You know, the other thing too good. is if you if you really like, you know, w- w- lumber lumber is almost never ne- never locally sourced to where you're buying it yeah if you're buying it like a big like box Canada or and something. Fuel, and fuel has, hasn't been cheaper in like eight years so like it's not costing more to drive it over you know no. so like what's the what's the, the the driver of it i i just was posting the other night when macklin and i are building this surfboard the freaking two by fours were literally more than double what they normally would have been yeah it's um, crazy. seven dollars for a two by four is like insane you know all of a sudden you're uh you're what you did but i don't think anybody's home value doubled because <laughs> the wood is worth oh, more. Yeah. maybe i could sell my house upstate now Let's scrap the wood the wood is worth it you know <laughs> i don't know you gotta it's build a deal yeah that's what in boston with all the um riding that was going on there's this hotel that's um the park plaza that's like in the middle of an island and mm-hmm. they literally surrounded it with plywood and two by fours and we counted it. It was something like 180 sheets of plywood. Hmm. And I'm like, man, I mean, plywood's normally like, you know, $30 or $40 a sheet. I'm saying, yeah. Jesus Christ, it must have cost them a fortune. And they built studded out walls, 16 on center, yep. all the way around it. I'm like, I, it, we figured it was, it was like $9,000 or something ridiculous. I'm like, it's crazy. Just nuts. nuts. It makes but, yeah. you want to go out of the lumberyard by Jimmy and buy Hemlock for $2 a board. I know. I know, you know it's crazy. It really is. This yeah. surf, stupid surfboard that we're making, which is like essentially like a joke because it's made out of two by fours. When I first thought about it, I was like, oh, it's 14 two by fours. And I just, I always assume a two by four is $4. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it'll be like 60 bucks. And then we go and we leave. By the time I was done buying that and a couple other things, I, it was like $200. I'm like, oh, great. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, what'd you say? They're like nine bucks. How is that surfboard? Seven. Seven. How is that surfboard going together? Are the two by fours like butted up against each other long ways, or is there a space? Is it like a skeleton frame? And no, it's just the two by fours it. on edge, like vertical. No, oh, we're gonna okay. just so there. it's gonna look like a totally solid piece of wood, even though they're hollowed out on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's all gonna. Oh wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. It was cool, and the way that it came up is like Macklin literally said, "Like, oh, I've been thinking about making a surfboard," and he was like, "I figure I could do it with like with a hand router." He's like, "Oh, I'll drill the holes with a Forstner bit, and I'll router them out." He's like, "I'll make a template," and He's I was like, nuts. "I was, I mean, yeah, and he would love to do it, I'm sure." And but now that we started on the CNC, it's so funny because he was really pushing me to, to do it and we we're working on, on the CNC and he looks at me like halfway through one of the cars. He's like, "Dude, could you imagine doing this with a freaking hand router?" Yeah, I was that like, would "I know." Happen, you know. 
And we've been, you know, we've been having a lot of fun with it. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to work on it because I had something else come up. But, um, you know, he, it's funny because he's like chomping at the bit. Like he, this weekend I was away and, and he was hoping that I would have more of it done so that he could work on it um, over the weekend while I was gone. But uh, hopefully we get back to it soon. Neither of us have any idea how to surf. So <laughs> figure it out. I could kind but of surf. It's funny because the then, you know, then people start asking start you know you get the every expert comes in and oh you know how it's got to be vented how you gonna mount the fin you know, the, the fin yeah, box exactly. or whatever what are you gonna, you gonna glass it honestly what kind of I, rocker how's the rocker on that board chris we're, we're gluing it together and we're polyurethaning it and we're yeah, taking and it out on the gonna, water yeah exactly you know like we're not uh we're not going to surf like you know the big waves laird hamilton isn't yeah, touching this thing not going so. to pipeline no. I know I'm going to the going to Long Island Sound. Yeah, but dude, you're not surfing Long, Long Island Sound. You got to go to the South Shore at least. <laughs> what are you going to do? Surf six inch waves in Long Island Sound? I'm going to wait till a yacht comes into the Sound and the wake will push us in. That actually might probably be my best bet. bet. Yeah, it, it's funny. I um, Woodbrain, uh, Lindsay. I was talking to mm-hmm. her husband. He's a big surfer, and uh, he was talking about surfing. I was like. I forget like what I had said. I was like, you any good or something like that. He sends me a picture of him surfing, doing a handstand. I'm like, yeah, wow. I, I guess he's must be okay. You know, like, yeah. you can do that. But uh, what have I been working on? I still like Paul, um, not railings, but I really haven't worked on anything. It's been a busy, you know, four weeks for me. Um, we've been working a lot at work doing like 80 hours a week. So, I haven't done much of anything. I mean, other than pouring epoxy on that mirror that's been on my Instagram for the week, <laughs> which has just been a real thorn in my side, you know. And um, it's funny, you know, talk about people trying to help you. And, uh, you know, I feel bad because everybody has a suggestion. And it's like, you know, I probably heard every one of them 10 times. And it yeah. just, um, you know, and it just, it's so frustrating. And it's funny because it's like, there's like a group of people that are like just following it along and like I'm sharing like their frustration as well, you know, and it, it just, um, I gave up on it last night. I was just like, I'm going to varnish the thing just because yeah, I was going to say, where are we at with that? I haven't been I caught just, up. Yeah, I just Still can't it It's been four times, I think three or four. I, no, I think it would have been the fourth time I coded it, but the problem I think it was is one of two things. So when I poured it, it was upside down. And I put release agent in the form. So I don't know if that release agent get into the face of the wood and it keeps coming out. I don't know. But I've sanded take, it. Take a step back on it. So, so you're ta- you're, you had a cookie, right? You had a log yeah, cookie yeah, yeah. that you were trying to turn into a mirror. Yes. So I it was a little bit soft, the wood. So first I had put penetrate and epoxy on it. So the thing was like solid as a rock to begin with. And then when I poured it with the epoxy, I poured it in a form with the face down with the, the release agent on it. And I don't know if that's stuck in the face or what, but when I pour the epoxy, it just separates. So the first time I sanded it down, I cleaned it with um, mineral spirits. That didn't do it. The next time I cleaned it, I did it with denatured alcohol. That didn't do it. The last time I used acetone, and that looked like it destroyed the wood. It made it, made it like bleached out and, um, you know, like dried it out, but it still did it. So, hmm. um, 
Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's in it, but this last time I was going to do it one more time, but I was like, you know what? This is just crazy. I just want this thing done. And the sad part is I'm doing a second one for my um, my daughter for her apartment down in Atlanta. I um, That one I'm not going to make the same mistakes on, though, so that one should be a little bit easier to do. But it's just... Um, you know, it's just frustrating because it's definitely not the epoxy. It's definitely something on it because I can almost see, I notice like when I wipe it down, I can almost see something on the face of it. And mm -hmm. um, it just looks a little bit different. Like when you sand it, there's like some spots. So I don't know if it's just something that's stuck in it. It's so thin. I don't want to really sand it down anymore, but that's the way the uh, cookie crumbles. I like was going to say, could you put it I in your CNC and just, take a skim coat off the top like just yeah no it's yeah yeah it's so thin and it's funny because people are like why are you even bothering it's like one <laughs> because i'm just curious i'm just curious why it's doing it you know and i'm stubborn you know i just want it to be the way i want it to be but it's just it's so strange how it's um it's doing it and it's funny one of the nights i scraped everything off of it and everybody commented, like, how cool it looked. They're like, oh, you should leave it the way it is. I'm like, you know, it looks like shit, I think. But it just, you know, it looked different, you know, the way it was. But, I mean, it's a real pretty piece of wood. I'm not really sure what it is. A couple people said they think it's uh, maple, not hard maple. But um, it's it's a nice piece of wood. So it'll be nice when it's done. So it's just going to be varnished. And um, that's it. It looks beautiful. I mean, it's. Yeah, it really it's, is. I mean, uh it was hard for me to follow along over the weekend, but uh, I was like clicking through it. And every time I would see it on your story, I'd be like, Oh my God, he's still messing with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, it's like, you know, people don't get, it's like, I'm not working for somebody. So it's like, I don't mm -hmm. give a shit. I'm just sitting here, yeah. you know, just screwing around. And it's funny because I had two of those cookies and truth be told, I threw them out and they got wet outside um, it started to rain and that's when I noticed like the grain of the wood because I didn't think it was anything special but it was like it's a really nice piece of wood so it's that's why I decided to save it and do something with it and plus I mm -hmm. wanted to just try it and I figured you know you get a free piece of wood and you know total boat's so great to give me the epoxy it's like you know why not try it so it's um you know you learn it you know you learn from your mistakes you know so it um it works out in the end I guess Thing. yeah absolutely it's kind of like when i was messing with my air compressor people kept messaging me like oh dude just get rid of that thing and it's yeah. like well you know i i learned i mean it was a huge pain but yeah. i did learn like why that compressor stopped working yeah and i was able to fix it you know yeah. ever since i did all that stuff with like the filter and washing out the head and cleaning you remember i like power washed out all the debris in the head that thing yeah. has worked perfect and now yeah. that i run the plasma cutter on it i mean it it's got a cycle you know like i've been been using using it a lot so mm -hmm. you know people kept sending me messages about like giving up on it it's like well you know you everything you're doing with the stupid cookie you mm -hmm. know if a client turned around and wanted to do that you know all the things you know 101 yeah. ways not to do it right yeah yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like i'm making a second one i know not what not to do it's so funny your air compressor all the junk you pulled out of it i was thinking of that today do you ever do you guys watch rich rebuilds Yes. The guy that does the, the Tesla. Dude, you see the Mini oh, Cooper he yeah, just yeah. got? No, yeah. I haven't. Oh, he just got a Mini Cooper, like the old one, the one with the little tires and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And it won't run and everything. He takes the gas tank out of it. It's like filled with like 
it's like sludge. It's like all the varnish, but it's all through everything. But it reminded me of your air compressor when you're pulling all that crap out of it. Just like that, like the carburetor is just filled with gook and stuff. But it's like, it's so cool. I, I love his channel. He, he's got some good stuff. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got such an entertaining channel, and they do such cool stuff. Yeah, all his projects that he's into, and like it's it's funny now because now he's in like that YouTube mode where he can go out and like he has to go out and do stuff like buy a a dead car so that uh-huh. that he can make content. But when he first started, yeah, it was just like it, you know, not to say that his content isn't still really entertaining, but like. His like drive behind it when he first started, knowing that he was essentially doing it just for free, you know, like he was just filming himself taking apart these cars yeah. for whoever was watching. Yeah, back then, you know, it was nobody. Yeah, yeah. And like we know how much work it is to make YouTube videos, and thinking about like he's probably spent ten times more time uh-huh. in his videos than any of us have spent on any of our videos. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like now it's so, so clearly, uh, so clearly paid off. It's so funny you said that because in this video he shows, he goes, you know, why am I doing the Mini Koopa? Because I bought this car to do this and that didn't mm-hmm. work out. So I bought this car and I did this. And it just shows like all the cars he's bought that he even hasn't even done anything with because it just wouldn't work out and stuff like that. I'm like, this guy's like traveling everywhere, buying these stupid ass cars places. <laughs> you know, it is. It's a, it's a lot of work he does, you know, and it's just uh, it is really cool what he does. He's real smart. You know, he just he, he really is. He knows his shit. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's probably had his hands in more uh, from electric cars. He's probably had his hands in more electric cars than I would say, like any electric car repair person. Yeah, you know, because the Tesla guys that just work on Teslas. Yeah, I know a guy who's trained and he's a Tesla repair guy, but he only works on Teslas. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that guy Rich has worked on all these different ones. He's like they put they put a Tesla motor in like a Porsche, I think. Yeah, which well, I think is awesome. Well, wow. Well, it's funny because it's like when you meet people like in the maker community, it's like you say, oh, my God, I feel like I belong. I didn't realize there was this whole group of like minded people. And he did a video last year. He went to like some I don't know if it was like a electric car show or something like that. But it was all like it was like 100 rich rebuilds guys like they freaking make an electric cars out of every type of car it's Mm -hmm. unbelievable like there's this whole community out there that's just into electric cars and not like priuses and teslas like they take an audi and they'll make it electric they'll take a corvette they'll make oh yeah it's crazy it just it's like there's all kinds of shit you can buy to to make it electric cars and it just it's unreal i mean it really is uh, amazing it's like no matter what you're into there's like a community out there for you and it, it's 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 true, you know. I was always baffled by the guys that like, you know. The, I think I saw the video that you're talking about, Derek. He meet, goes to like a car meet. It was actually on Long Island, yes. and there's a guy there with yes. like an Audi, yes. an electric Audi, but it's yes. not an electric. It's it's not yes. an electric car. It's, it's an Audi. Motor. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like thinking, like you know, and it's one thing. And I don't even really understand how people just buy a motor and just put it in a different car. Like that part yeah. is kind of like, I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because like, that's the kind of stuff that like my friends, Matt and Nick and 
um, Mike, like that's like stuff they grew up doing. Like, oh, I got an old motor sitting in the backyard. Like, I'll just throw it in my car. Mm-hmm. That is one thing. At least it's like the same language. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you go and take like an Audi that came with a gas motor and computers and sensors, and you just rip the motor out and put in an electric motor, didn't I just that, don't understand. That. Didn't that kid make some like crazy transfer case or something? Because it's all wheel yeah. drive too. Yeah. It was so a he made totally custom everything. Yeah. He made like a custom transmission to run the motors onto the car, and it's funny because. What years ago I had a saltwater fish tank and my friend Brian that I was doing the griddle stand for, that's how I met him. And it was um I was having problems with it. And one of my older brothers, he's big into guns. Sorry for the people that hate guns out there, but uh, he's not close with me. But anyways, um, so he's like, you know, he's like, oh, he's like, I belong to a, a gun uh, forum. He's like, go online and you can meet people that are like like minded. And I was like, I don't know about this. And I met Brian and it was like this whole world opened up to me of like um, fish people. And it's like, I think, um, Chris, we've talked. Oh, Paul was into. Fish. Yeah. What was your real? Yeah, what was the forum? Yeah. The, the one I was in was Reef no Central. Reef Central is a national one, but uh, Boston Reefers uh, is the, the local Boston one. Reefers. The listeners, the listeners don't know about we were we were where were we going to Ohio? We were driving somewhere, and it clicked that Paul and Derek were both really into saltwater yeah. fish tanks. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, like, I think it might have been at Derek's house, or no? Was it before? Yeah, it, was, it was a bond we made that will never be yeah. Yeah. I used to have a big saltwater fish tank right over there. And we were talking about like how heavy it was and how yeah. you were worried it was going to go through the floor yeah. and kill yeah. your tank. Yep. You. Yeah. And it's funny because people be like, you know, they, the, that community is like, they're nuts. Like oh, they're dude. so into, you know, Mr. Saltwater like, tank. Oh yeah. Dude, oh that yeah. Go, nuts. yeah. These you people are so insane. Up. They'll cut the roofs off their house to drop a 500 yeah. gallon <laughs> tank. We, we thought shit. It was a guy no, from Canada. His his thing on Reef Central was nine ball. He drove a Bentley. He oh, literally cut cut a hole. It was like a year long thing. He cut a hole in the roof of his house and had a crane to lower a tank into his house. But these people, they spent you know thousands and thousands of dollars and they collect this rare coral. And oh stuff yeah, they and grow it. It's just crazy. And a lot of it cracks. is um yeah people. Grow it. It's not all wild caught like people think. It's like having a garden and you have too many tomatoes. You get rid of it. You just cut off a little but, piece and you super glue it to a, a little plug and you put yeah. it. You could grow. It. It's called a frag, and then it'll turn yeah. into a colony. Yeah, yeah. there's all sorts yeah. of t- crazy coral, and some are different. They're like there's there's um uh SPS and LPS, LPS yeah. small polyps, stony yeah. coral. Oh, large, man. Dude, yeah. I, had, yeah. I had a clam. There's soft yeah. coral. You know, you got to get. Oh, the, yeah. And if you like drop. Pieces of coral that causes like an ecological disaster in like your neighborhood. They're like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I coral, like the coral fungus. I have, I a, I have a fish worried about story that. that involves my father. Of course. Oh, here too. we go. Let's go. Let's back in the day. This is like one of my father's friends. This is like before anyone was doing this stuff, like in the 90s, had a humongous saltwater fish tank. And this guy was so into it, he set up a, a fake LLC so we could buy wholesale fish and coral. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, that's a big thing. And so this guy went away on vacation, and my father was in charge of feeding the fish, right? I heard the story. I told Derek the story. Yeah. So this is a massive tank, like huge. I don't even know how many hundreds of gallons it was, probably with like $100,000, $200,000 worth of stuff, like fish and coral in it. Um, 
my father feeds it every night. He goes at night when the lights are off, he feeds it and, and he hears all the fish splashing, eating the food. And then like a couple nights in, he goes and, you know, to dump the food in and he doesn't hear anything. And it's, it's dark. He can't see anything. He goes in and turns the lights on. He doesn't see a single fish in the tank. He said, except for one little tiny fish swimming. He goes, where the hell are all the fish? He looks up in the top. Every single fish is dead floating at the top. <laughs> he thought he, he had a heart attack. He thought he killed all the fish. It actually, for the first time, wasn't his fault. That one of the chillers <laughs> for the broke. first time, the chiller broke for the tank and it yeah. overheated and they all died. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, it's unbelievable. You have to keep the tank. I think it's like seventy-two or seventy-six degrees. So in the summertime, you have to have a chiller. In the wintertime, you have to have a heater. But some and of then the lights heated up. Big. It's unbelievable. You still, you need the chiller all the time because there's so yeah. much going into the yeah. between the pumps and the lights, especially if you yeah. use like different types. Of, now they use LED lights, but they yes. have these entire yeah. computer systems that That's monitor tanks. The Nep- yeah. was it Neptune systems or something? Uh, Apex, Apex is one. Apex, yeah. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. My tank, it would. I literally could leave my tank for probably about a month, and it would run itself. And if it got the too water much changes, too cold, right? The automatic water changes. Wow, change so you had a legit yeah. setup. I didn't have. Oh, a yeah. setup I was. Like yeah, that's what you know. It gets crazy, and no, that's you, what I control. was into. Yeah, I was into the mechanical side of it and the yeah. building of it. You know, some people their things, the fish, some's the coral. Mine was the mechanical side. So I had up on the second floor. You know, 125 gallons, and then down my basement, I had three 55 gallon drums one with fresh water, one with salt water, and one empty. And over the course of every day, it would add three gallons of fresh water and it would change five gallons of water. And I would just wow. let that keep going. Yeah. And it just, it's really amazing. And it's like, you know, they always say, like, if you want fish, you just get fish. If you want a hobby, you get salt water. Yeah. And it's, uh, it really is. It's, it, it's expensive and it can get, you know, Real expensive. I mean, I I was friends with people that you know spent well over a hundred thousand dollars on tanks and you know stuff like that. But uh, you know, it's it just you know, the bottom line is there's a community out there if you want to join one. Yeah. But, um, wow. It's, uh, yeah, it, it is real interesting. It's um, you know, there's just so many different. There's a lot of people that are into it that um, like chemists and stuff because the the chemistry of the water it's like their thing and the different stuff yeah like, yeah I just like, testing the water and dosing it's it sucked yeah it's just <laughs> like yeah you got people that are into like machines you got people that are into you know fine woodworking people into metal wood you know and the, you got yellow hotos and this thing yeah it's the same same thing everybody's got to flex their muscle they oh i can do this or i can have this or i can grow this coral and you can't grow it or i can keep this fish and like the big fish was the amori shidal to keep one oh yeah it's like they'd grow like a long stream or the longer they're in the tank and i don't know it's just crazy people are crazy but there's so many hobbies there's so many different hobbies i find it so weird when people like don't have a hobby like yeah. my friends don't they have just do hobbies nothing. they just do nothing they just what do you do in your spare, spare time and, like watch netflix i'm like guys what the hell are you doing you guys got to do something yeah yeah like i don't know how people don't like do anything i think it's like they're not exposed to yeah they're just not exposed i don't know it's weird like i always have to be doing something like fun because otherwise what's the point like why why not yeah. why not do something fun all the time well it's funny like until i met jimmy like i never thought of um I don't think I ever would have like welded a piece of metal in my life. Yeah. You know, and I just remember seeing him like cut something. I think it was with like a plasma cutter. And I was like, 
wow, like that's so cool, you know. And then he welded it together, and I was like, wow, that just like stuck together. Like, I mean, I knew how it worked, but I never really seen somebody do it in person, mm -hmm. you know. And I was just like, I got to do this, you know. And then once I tried it, it was like I was hooked, you know. So I think a lot of times, like people don't realize that they could have a hobby. Like they just don't, you know, they just don't know. I mean, so many people have like seen my CNC and they're like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know you could do that. Like, you mm -hmm. know, it really is amazing. You know, just certain, you know, things like laser cutters and stuff like that. You know, it's, uh, it's just cool, you know, but. Yeah. I always wonder, like, you know, I don't have free time, mm -hmm. you know, like there's no free time. The only other thing that, I do other than work is like, I like to travel, you know, like we spent the weekend in Vermont, but it's so funny because while I'm in Vermont and everyone knows, cause I mean, like we're all just as sick. Paul's like a little less sick than Derek and I, but like, you know, like we're in Vermont, like I'm going to the antique center looking for stuff and I'm like looking on Facebook marketplace for whatever. And like, Oh, one of the things that I saw when I was in Vermont, and it's funny because I almost like whipped the car around to take a photo, but somebody had a camelback drill oh, as really? their mailbox holder. Oh my God. So they had the camelback drill planted in the ground and then where the table was, they had a mailbox on That's it in front of their driveway. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. Like I found Andrew's like summer home in yeah. Vermont. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, it's like, what, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna upset? I can't imagine like obsessing over like doing nothing. Like, all mm -hmm. I want to do is nothing. Well, that's what, what I... First of all, what a waste of money. I, Doing I, nothing is expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I work with, you know, like, my garage is small, but it's like three garages together. It's like 120 guys. And, like, when we get together, like, they all talk sports. Mm -hmm. Like, I... I don't have time for I, sports. I, yeah, like... It's not that I'm not interested. I'm really not interested in it, but I just don't have time. <laughs> it's not that you're not, but you aren't. Yeah, yeah, I'm really not. I mean, I could give a shit. And then, like, if I do, like, go upstairs and something's on and everybody's getting all, like, like worked up about it, I'm like, I don't need that aggravation in my life. But, like, a lot of guys, they'll, like, make fun of me and uh, they'll be like, oh. And it was funny because Jeff was talking about this mm -hmm. uh, growing up. And even growing up, I was the same way. Like, I was always into, like, woodworking and stuff and i was never good at sports i was a pretty good hockey player but nothing else and um it was funny like i didn't like fit in with those kids and they laugh about it and it's funny at work now guys will like make well oh he doesn't even know if the bruins are playing or the celtics especially being in boston such big sports town but other guys will stick up for me they're like you should see the shit that dude makes though like he makes cool shit you know so like they they try to like make up for like my lack of you know sports but it's like I just don't have time to sit there and yeah. watch football all day Sunday. I couldn't – like I would think that's such a waste of day. Like it's I just – same with like sleeping. It, it, it's just like there's only so many days, you know, time in, in your life. You know, it's like yeah, I, I you only get so many. Yeah, I just couldn't waste it, you know, just watching, you know, football all day. Yeah, I think it's these guys cool. think that they're they have a mental problem. They think that they're part of the team. Yeah, oh, yeah, I say dude, that to we, my brother all the time. I go, dude. Oh, I go, did, whether we, you watch it or bad. not, we did bad. The results the same. We did yeah. bad on say you didn't do anything. Okay, you you. Yeah. Well, I with a shirt. <laughs> the yeah. shirt's the best. It's, it's. I don't get it. I mean, I I enjoy like every once in a while. Like I'll turn like I turned on a basketball game the other day, but it's like I just lose my attention span for that. Is not like you know. It, well, I just, well, no, I just it's sit there funny. Hours so, and watch these games. 
I say yeah. to my brother, the results the same whether you're watching it yeah. at home or not. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to watch it. Last year, when the Bruins were in the Stanley Cup Finals, Game Seven, my sister's a huge Bruins fan, and she lives in Wisconsin. So she calls me up. She's like, "What are you doing Wednesday night?" I'm like, "I don't know, probably working uh, in the shop." You know? She goes, "I just bought us tickets to the Bruins game. I'm flying in. We're going to Game Seven. That's pretty." So I'm like, "All right." So you know, she flies in. I get dressed. My kids are like. You're not wearing a Bruins shirt. They're like, you got to wear a Bruins shirt. I'm like, I ain't wearing a Bruins shirt to the Bruins game. I feel so stupid. So my wife goes out. She gets me a Bruins shirt. She's like, you got to wear it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So I put the shirt on. <laughs> I go in there. And it was cool because it was like the city was shut down at all the streets. And they had all kinds of, um, you know, it was all national stuff and ESPN, all that stuff. So it was kind of cool. They ended up losing and everything. Uh, so then my sister's pissed at me because she's like, you bad luck because you don't like sports and all that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get home and like a month later, I'm going through my drawers. I take the shirt. I cut it up. I use it as a rag. Uh, I'm like, I'll never wear this thing. I wore it one time. You know, it just, yeah. I don't know. My father forced me when I was a kid. I went to, um, I think it was the 16th World Championship. The Celtics won Game Seven. My father had to force me to go. His friend was uh, like a, a photographer for a newspaper and snuck us into the old Boston oh, wow. Garden. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it was a good experience. It was fun to say I was there, but it really meant nothing to me. You know, I just it, it doesn't. You know, I don't know. Like, I'd rather just uh, be home. I think stuff know, like that's kind of cool. And like probably going to like a game every once in a while is pretty fun. But it's the people that. Every night, Monday yeah. night football, Thursday night football. So it's like, yeah. all right, just take. I would eat. like to go. It becomes, to Super Bowl. it becomes too much when it's like, you know, like we. I was just talking to, uh, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this, and through a, you know, a friend of hers, and you know, a guy that that uh, she's dating. Like his life, like revolves around like four days a week. Like he's got to be. They either have to be going out to dinner at a sports bar yeah. so he can see the TV oh, or he's got to be home watching. Like he's got to be there. And I'm like, you know, like I, I'm not shy to say that I'm completely obsessed with working, but like, yeah, but at least you're physically you know, doing something. But exactly. you're not watching. But like, it's like you being obsessed with someone, like watching somebody. And it's, it's just such, it's such a reliant thing to be driven by, you know, like, so it's not like, so, so, that's like, you know, it's, it's Tuesday night and you're, you're, you know, something, something good happened and you want to celebrate, but you can't because you have to be home to watch the game. And it's like, uh, you know, it, it really drives people's lives. And I'm like, I, I think about that. And I'm like, I mean, I'll get up at three in the morning to go and do something. So there's that same sort of sickness. Like we'll all do it. Right. We'll all like, I was just thinking about how last year we all went to Vermont to the precision museum and that's where I was this past weekend. And it's funny because driving home, I was telling Angela how like we came up for the day. She's like, you guys drove all the way here for the day? I said, yeah, we got up. And I picked Paul died. up at six in the yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. We drove there in the snow. Slipping around. In, like an ice skill. Rear wheel yeah. drive van. Yeah. Derek almost got driven off the road and so, we came oh back the God, same day. That's yep. Right. You almost got, you almost that's got right. T-boned into, into the Queechee right. Gorge. <laughs> yeah. but, and it's like. And it sounds crazy when you say it. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, like we all did this. But then it's like, well, you know, that was all on our time. Yeah. Like we just decided yeah. that's what we were going to do. We we went. Yeah. We I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's 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 hard to judge either way. But at the same time, it's like 
don't know. There's also very little productivity that comes out of uh, driving your life around some well, well, other no, some other people's decisions. No, it's funny. I was just thinking you were saying sitting around watching a football game, but sit around and watch a YouTube video. Somebody on somebody making something. <laughs> That's funny. I don't. Weird. I've been finding myself like not watching other makers a lot anymore Mm -hmm. because it's like yeah it becomes too like all i need to do is like look at what they made most of the time and i know how they did it yeah Yeah, like i see enough on instagram and like see what everyone's doing like i've i haven't watched a lot of video youtube videos in a while i just i just watch other things because like i'm making i'm making stuff all day long i'm doing metalworking all day long like what am i what am i gonna do come home for after eight hours of welding and go watch people weld it's like that's what i say at all the maker events because like i never do anything at the maker events and people are always like oh are you doing a demo like what are you and i'm like i'm i'm doing nothing i make i have to make shit every single day i have to think about it every day if 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 i have two seconds of 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 calm the phone usually rings and it's like somebody else that I have to talk to about making something else, you know, which is great. Believe me, I'm not complaining about this at all. But it's like it's nice to uh, to go to some of these maker events where it's like watching last year at, at a maker summer camp, which, you know, we're all going to miss um, this coming weekend, which is when it would have been like watching the blacksmiths all work. Jeff Fader kept saying, like, oh, come back and make something. I'm like, I'm just going to stand here and watch, guys. Like, I'm, I'm good. You know, you guys are all here doing a great demo. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out and watch. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. You know, watching Rich from Forty Two Fabricate weld stuff all weekend. Like he was shot. I was like, oh man, that's... I can't believe you just said that. That's what came up on my phone. Oh yeah, he's doing a. Uh, everyone's doing live streams. That's a that's a good little ad for this week. Um, you know, the Maker Summer Camp at the Blackthorn would be this coming weekend, which is Columbus Day weekend. Um, and obviously it's not going to be happening in person. So definitely follow along, um, the maker summer camp, Instagram, follow along with a bunch of the other people on Instagram. I know what'd you say? Maker summer camp. I think that's what it's called. Don't make me out. Don't make me wrong. Is it summer camp? I think so. Maker camp. Oh, it's just a ma- oh, it's- oh, oh, the maker's camp. camp. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I retract. The summer Catskill Mountain Maker's Camp. It's at Maker Maker's Summer camp. School. Yes, Maker yeah. Summer School. Right. That was another thing it's that didn't right. happen. Um, at the Maker's Camp on Instagram. So uh, this is just going to be a little plug for that, which I wasn't intending. But you've got Tracy and Katrina from Bastion Head. You've got Scott Grove. Bernie Solo, Brett, Richard from 42 Fabricate, Jess Crow, Luke and Priscilla Smith. They're going to be doing stuff. Um, there's going to be a lot going on all weekend, all these live videos. Alex Pohl from England. Uh, Mareko Mamasi is going to be on there. Jimmy DeResta is going to probably just be doing nothing for an hour and a half. Jesse Savage, uh, Ilya from That Works, all these, all these people. George Von Driska is going to be on there. Uh, total boat. I don't see Derek from Alden doing a demo. No, I think Jeffy you should just. Car- I think you should just card scrape your cookie for an hour and a half while people watch. Derek from Alden was supposed to be doing a demo, but Derek from Alden thought he might have been busy doing something else, so mm-hmm. he had to say no. And Scott Grove took my place. I figured he was a good replacement. So yeah, I uh, unfortunately I, I'm knocked out for the weekend too i was looking forward to doing something um and trying to do like a live video or something from my shop or maybe even going up and uh seeing you know 
uh, trying to be up there in person, but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to do anything this weekend either, which is a bummer. What sucks is, um, so last year, um, when I finally like got to meet, uh, Jeff Fader in person, uh, I started listening to like knife talk and, uh, really got into that. And it was exciting to hear him talk about how much fun he had up there. And Morocco was going to go. And I was like, Oh, that would really be cool to meet him. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking the other day, like how much of a bummer it's going to be just, you know, it, it's just a lot of good people that, um, I like to see that you're not going to see, you know, and, uh, Hopefully we can see him soon. It's um, it's just hard on everybody. It's even you know, um, talking to uh, you know Nick Zametti over with Make a Central. Yeah, you know, that's hoping, a huge loss. Yeah, and they're hoping you know if people can go to that website and the Make a Central website and you know try to support him a little bit. You know he he's just really having a hard time over there, and you know he's gonna lose a lot if they can't pull it off. And you know it seemed like you know back in May. He's like, oh, I think we can have it in October, and everything looked good. And here it is now; it's October, and now it's like mm-hmm. maybe next year. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, as we get closer to that, it's like, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to happen then. You know, so it's just it's too bad all these things that aren't happening, and you know, every, all the other shit that goes along with it. You know, it is but, crazy how it's going to be like a year before we know it of this. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's going to be just a month of lockdown for a couple of weeks. Oh, it's a mm-hmm. month, a couple of months. Now it's like six months, seven months. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it is. It's just, uh, it's like no end in sight. You know, that's that's a scary. I'm trying to, yeah, like, it is. My my thought is like, why is it just going to go away? Like, is it just going to slowly? You know, keep going until everybody has caught it. Because, like, how is it going to disappear? Because this is so different than like it seems like it's different than the flu, so you know, mm-hmm. it seems to be just slowly spreading now or it's increasing a little bit now. But like, why is it just going to stop? Why isn't it just going to keep slowly going and going? And going? Well, some, somebody was saying that the other day. I was listening to they were saying like you know they're talking about a vaccine and everybody hopes for a vaccine and everything, but they're like realistically, you know, and you know, I was just bored one day. I was thinking. Like, you know, if you made 10,000 doses of vaccines, it would take over 100 years to make enough for, like, this country alone. Like, it's like, it's just, it's such a huge undertaking. I don't think people realize, you know, how many doses they would need, even if it Mm -hmm. worked. And then it's like... 350 million doses. Well, everyone would have to get it, right? Or at least a good percent of the population would. Yeah, but I just think eventually... I think it's going to be the realization that it's just going to be, it's going to get people. And, you know, it's, you know, believe me, I'm not downplaying it at all. I'm very nervous about it, but it's like, you know, luckily it, it is a very small percentage of people that do die from it. I mean, people I know and people in my family have died from it, but it's like, uh, it's, um, you know, I, I just feel like that's eventually how it's going to go. And maybe it's another strain at some point, but it is just crazy. It's like, how does this end? You know, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I just miss yeah. the getting together. You know, I know it's crazy. I, and I, you know, thinking about even like they talk about the vaccine and stuff, and I'm like, eh, you know, it's like I don't, I don't yeah. want to take some some well, shot that they like. Figure now it out. it's like, like they just figured this what out. What I heard, like, what I heard was is, is if anything. It's it's going to be extremely safe 
but it might not work. Like they're always yeah. going to go towards, we got to make it safe. We don't really care if it works. Like the mm-hmm. priority is safety. Yeah. And then the secondary thing is, you know, does it actually effectiveness? Is it effective? Yeah. But it's still like, well, I don't want to be the first one to get it. Let somebody else get it. And then you let me know. That's like, right. It's it's just a disaster. This whole thing. I I still really want to know what, what the source of where this thing came from. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, who ate that bat? Or if it, if it <laughs> who wasn't ate that bat, bat? <laughs> who let it come out of that Wuhan lab? Whose fault? Yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah, who let it escape. Yeah. Who let but, it out? Um, it's just crazy. It is the just that is just so what, strange. What a year. You know? This year, I've, I've never seen anything like it. I know I'm only 20, but... But they, but they were saying that it, it's like, you know, it, and believe me, it, it's scary and you don't want to see anybody die, but they're like, you know, for like that, the young age group, it's like you have a better chance of like getting killed in a car wreck. No, yeah. You know? No, I'm not worried. I mean, so it's like, but it's like, you know, my daughter, she just went to Rhode Island and she came home and she got a test because I, I was pissed. I didn't want her going. I told my wife, she's going to stay away from me for two weeks. Yeah. You know? And she got it. I thought it was just for me, but it was so she could work. But still, she got a test when she came back. But it is. It's scary. It's like everything else. You know, it's not a big deal until it affects you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like, want to give it to, like, my grandma or something or my parents. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like everything else. You know, it's not a big deal until it affects you, you and your family, you know? So it's uh, hopefully things will change and we can kind of, you know, get together because yeah. it, it, it does suck, you know, not seeing people. So it just, just a crazy string of events. It hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't know. This year has been, this year has been weird. Yeah. It certainly has. Oh, definitely. It's been weird for it's been weird for so many different ways. I just met up with my uh, my old boss uh, when I was up in Vermont. He was saying how like when he moved to Vermont, it was like they were offering like a bonus for people to move there because really? they wanted people to come there. Now they're desperately trying to figure like, out we stop if people? the people that moved there. Well, not even that. It's just that so many people are moving to these rural places and they're not sure if they're going to stay and it's messing up like the schools because now they're saying, all right, well now we have, you know, 20,000 new, new residents and you know, they have 10,000 kids. So do we build like bigger classrooms? Do we build new schools? Because if these people are just going to stay for a year and then move back to wherever they came from, it's going to like, like you're going to have this like bounce back economy, which is going to be also horrible because now you're going to be like you're going to hire on teachers and you're going to bring in infrastructure and you're going to do all this stuff and then everyone's just going to leave like that's what's going to happen out east on long island like out in the hamptons all these wealthy people are moving out to the hamptons because they have the money they're buying up these houses they're sending their kids to schools and they want their because these people have big money they want their kids to be in good schools so they're they're doing they're they're pushing for all this you know, all this stuff to be done. And then in a year or so, when these people get sick of waiting online for an hour to get a bagel, because there's one bagel store in the Hamptons, they're going to go right back to the city. And all this stuff is just going to be left like in shambles. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to kind of like think about that, you know? I could go for yeah. a bagel right now. How good are- I could go for <laughs> bagels. Too. I love a nice bagel. You got to come and visit and we'll go to the good bagel yeah. place. You bring the Harley. Yeah. You know, we'll go to the good spot. I got a good spot. Yeah, but that's Connecticut. No, no, no. These these are legit. People sleep on Connecticut. I'll tell you one thing. New Haven pizza, especially with the pizza, 
I haven't had a slice of New York pizza that's better than Peppy's or Sally's. No. But Jeff, yeah. whoa. No, no, no. Whoa. Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm with Paul on that. The, I, I, I'm, the I pizza well, Neapolitan pizza, Neapolitan pizza for Pe- Peppy's is 100%. Pizza. The best Neapolitan Peppy's pizza I've ever had. It's Neapolitan pizza. That's, that's what they call it. It's not Neapolitan yes. pizza. It's weird. It's. Neapolitan pizza is real, you know, light and chewy, and it's like you know very. But it's a very Pepe's is a very specific cold, style. Like Pepe's fire. isn't like a regular like New York. It's coal fired you know? pizza. Yeah. But John, Jeff told me John's on Bleecker Street, and I've heard this from my boy Dave Portnoy uh, uh, at Future <laughs> Review uh, app or whatever. He says John's on Bleecker Street is is top tier. I think it's a little bit higher than Pepe's and Sally's, which I which I believe. And then there's another one in Brooklyn in, in like Carroll Gardens called Lucali. That one's supposed mm-hmm. to be good. But the typical, like, when you just walk down to New York City Street, because I lived there for Double a year. Pizza. Like, well, not even that. Like, even if you go to a little better place than that, like, it's all right. Like, it's it's it just it's just standard pizza. Like, but but Sally's or Peppy's, it's 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 just different. I don't know. But I got to try John's on Bleecker Street. But I got a good place, the bagel place. I got Bagel King. Bagel, bagel King, King in Fairfield. They've been making bagels for, like, 100 Dude, years. Let me tell you. I, I spent the weekend in Vermont and I'm like ready to move. I, there. Well, you were sending me listings. I knew you're, you're so I sent you guys this listing. So I sent you guys this listing. I want to, I'm going to have to post. I'm, I'm afraid to post this on the Instagram. It's a 20 acre property with an antique store on the property. You can go to the <laughs> antique store and place? pretend to walk around and shop. And then uh, shop but it'll all be my shop. junk. Yeah, everybody would be like, this This antique shop's got a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's Chris's shop. A lot of broken machines. A lot of broken <laughs> machines. A lot of bridge ports. Why does he have so many bridge ports? Is Angela ready to move to Vermont now? Honestly, I think she she's more ready than really? I Really? Yeah. After this weekend, man? Wow. I mean, and Derek knows that part of the world. Yeah. I mean, like, even, I mean, Paul, and you can remember from when we went up to Windsor, um, you know, we went in, like, early November where it was kind of desolate, but um, when we went just this last weekend, man, it's just it's just beautiful. so beautiful it and it's beautiful. so inexpensive comparatively. Like, you know, this 20 acre plot I'm talking about was like 420. And that building is absolutely big enough for me to move my shop to it yeah. all day long. Like that's probably a 5,000 square foot building on 20 acres where you could build, you know, 10 more of them if you wanted yeah. to. But you do whatever you want up um, there. No one can really see you. Could exactly. I mean, and, and people have, you know, outbuildings and, and uh, what's nice about that particular part of Vermont and not to say that they're, that there aren't others like this, but you can tell that there's a lot of, there's a lot of money up there. Like you can tell that the, the, the properties up there have, they're not just from the 1800s and like barely surviving. Like, you know, like people have really invested money into their properties, mm-hmm. which, you know, just from I mean, some of them are crazy. Some of the properties are insane. You can tell people have spent millions on them, but, um, you know, yeah, Vermont is a strange it's, place. You have like not, a rundown shack next to a two million dollar mansion. Just, yeah, so I could get it. It's just so nice. It's all so nice. It's just so beautiful up there. Yeah, you got to look up Windsor, Vermont, Paul. It's where we went to the the museum of uh, the machinery. How far museum. up in into Vermont is it? Is it like? Uh, um, it's probably like an hour. It's an hour oh, and a half from the Massachusetts. Oh wow, border. we went that so it, far. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was probably three hours from your house, yeah, Paul, because it took me about four and a half hours to get there um, mm. and get home when we came back. But no, it was, it was great. I think we definitely all have to go back to the, the precision museum and go, uh, go picking again. Uh, you know, yeah. that was fun. I saw it already. Yeah, it was. 
You saw it already. I I'm know. not the biggest flea market antique guy. I know. You don't antique. I, I like a nice, unless it's like something cool, like a pinball or a vice or something legitimate, yeah. like something that I really want. I don't need the like bucket of wrenches. Yeah, I, like I mean, old, you know, it's funny. You know. When when I was at Jimmy's like two weeks ago, we there was a guy who had uh, the, all those those alligator wrenches that he, you know, they, yeah. they always talk about on the futsal. <laughs> and he had a whole board of them nailed. Like it was like 20 of them nailed to a piece of wood, almost like a store display. And I when I saw it, I was like, oh, Jimmy's going to buy this. And he looked at it, he goes, those are the same ones I have, but they're just not nailed to a piece of wood. What the hell do I need that for? And I was like, oh. So refreshing to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like, uh, depends on what it is, but I like a lot of things I like nice and new. I'm like, uh, yeah, you would have loved this Bridgeport, uh, this Bridgeport place I went to. Uh, so on the way up to Vermont, I stopped in Connecticut at a guy who, uh, they buy and sell machinery. I bought a uh, riser block for my Bridgeport and this guy, dude, some of these Bridgeports he had there looked like they came off the factory that line that day. Cool. I mean, like mint. And he was telling me, I mean, I think it's funny because I think we're all either he's way out of bounds with his prices or we're just totally jaded with ours because he was telling me that for like a like a nice done up Bridgeport, not even like looking brand new, but just a nice one. I would consider it the condition of the one you got, Paul. He gets sixty five hundred for him. What? And he was like, that's what the, that's what they what priced are. The are. And this restored, is all this guy the fully restored, like fully rescraped, mm-hmm. perfect one. Seven, seven to ten thousand. I'm confused. So you're saying, oh, okay. So seven to ten thousand for one that's like perfect, and one that's in like really good condition. That you know we would say like this is a really nice machine. He's getting sixty five hundred, and then like the cheap ones, like his cheapest machine in there was three grand. Really, like a and it was able with the belt drive. Yeah. Really. Not even a Bridgeport. No, that's an import for a Bridgeport. Bridgeport, you're getting. He's getting money. But he actually, I've been meaning to send you this, Paul. He had a really nice uh, eight-foot shear, uh, 14-gauge eight-foot shear that he, it, it has, uh, it was an electric, you know, electric, uh, uh, I think it was an electric flywheel shear, so a little yeah. older. But they have a cam that actuates the motor. And he said the cam was worn and needed like a pad welded to it. And he said that he has it listed for 6000 considering that he would do the repair if it uh-huh. sold. But he said in his as-in condition, he would sell for 1800 really? And it's an eight-foot shear. I mean, and he's only about an hour oh, I got a man if that. So, yeah, it's – um. I mean, even if you just used it for a little while until you get something bigger, yeah. it, might be, uh, it might be a good machine. I really machine, need but. a press brake. Yeah, even, well, those are easy yeah, to come by though at the auctions. The auctions, or even I really want like one of those magnetic uh, brakes that you have. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem with those is the capacity is just too low. No, man, I, yeah, I've been thinking I about making some stuff out of fourteen gauge, and I can't even do it because it's just. If you, know, you could have a magnetic brake that does like twelve gauge, like that would be amazing. Yeah, and I asked the guys at Fabtech about that, and they looked at me like yeah, I was like, crazy. You're He's like, why would anybody want that? It would be too expensive. I go, dude, uh, uh, a press brake is is twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, on the and a mag brake. Yeah, and a mag brake is like is like three thousand dollars. So you're telling me you can't make like a ten thousand dollar mag brake, and nope, nobody would buy it. Like that just that seems like so asinine to me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You've got this huge gap in the market when like you watch what House of Chop does with his mag brake, and he literally like. 
it makes it seem like you wouldn't want any other tool than a mag break when you watch the yeah. way he uses his. Yeah. But when you're stopped at like 16 gauge capacity, that thing is, is definitely uh, it's kind of pushing. Yeah. You know. But anyway, what have you guys been watching? Oh shoot. Paul, you first. Uh, Paul first. I don't know. Um, I was telling Derek about this guy, and this is what I've been telling you, but this guy just does it with motorcycles instead of tools. SRK Cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a business where he sells used motorcycles, and he, he'll, he'll like buy a motorcycle. He'll go to auctions, or someone will come in and trade in a bike or or something else. Um, and he'll make a video about him. He'll review him. He'll repair him. And then, you know, he's got like a list of people that want to come by as soon as he posts the video. Mm-hmm. He's got, and he, he yep. turns bikes over like crazy. Like he's got tons of bikes. Yeah. He sells them like crazy because all his fans want to come in. They see the bike, like they'll drive. I think he's in Pennsylvania. They'll drive, you know, right to him and they'll try and get the bike before someone else gets it. It's like Andrew with his stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? He's developed. It's, yeah. That's, and I just bought a gantry crane, so I'm going to keep pushing the machinery sales. There you heavy. go. You got the trailer. Yep. I'm looking to get a. Uh, I'm looking to get. I think I'm going to put a uh, seven thousand or a ten thousand pound tandem axle kit on that trailer. Actually, oh my god! Because it's only it's only a thousand bucks. Sell that trailer um, and get a different one. It's it's not about getting a different trailer. The problem is any other trailer it? I'm going to get is going to just be too big. They're, they don't have a slightly bigger, newer trailer for like three, four grand, like. Seven thousand bucks. Is it really? So for another thousand dollars, I can put a tandem axle kit on that trailer, and it'll be you know brand new wheels and axles, which is really the only thing that's important. How big is that trailer? And I'll be into that trailer six by ten. Oh, I'm thinking it's smaller. Maybe because it's just near your no. van, it looks smaller. Yeah, that's a. That's what, what was the name of that guy again, Paul? SRK Cycles. He's got another Cycles. YouTube channel. I don't know why he has two. He pretty much does the same thing on both one, and the other one's like bikes and beards or something. Hitting them, hitting them both. Yeah, I don't know. Some people like a beard, yeah. you know? Speaking of beards, Derek, what have you been watching? I've been watching the craziest thing, and it's so – I'm embarrassed to say oh, this. God. It's um, two brothers. I think they're brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. Trenton, I think it is, and Heath. Go look them up. What do they Trenton do? and Heath. Well, I want Chris to look it up so he laughs. Uh, they do boots? They're cobblers. Cobblers. Maybe they have dude, my sewing machine. Dude, unbelievable. You think they have my it's, sewing machine? I said to Jimmy, I was like, this winter, let's make a pair of boots. He's like, dude, that's so much work. I'm like, I know, mm-hmm. but you'll figure it out. Who cares? Just do it. Yeah. I was like, it's just, it's unbelievable to watch how they do it. It's just, wow. it's such an art form. It really is. Like, I never thought of it. I mean, I have a local cobbler. I went in there and I talked to him. He's like a Russian guy or something. And uh, he was so interesting, and his shop was so cool. But um, it's just there's so much to it, and it's just like truly a, an art form. It's you have to have skill, you have to have um, some strength. It's just so many different things, so many different like just just different tricks and stuff. Mm-hmm. How they do it, it's amazing to see. And then the price on some of these shoes and boots, it, it just, I mean. Obviously, it's worth it, but like some of these like shoes, it'll take them like two days to do, and they're like thousand dollar shoes, which is a ton of money. But I mean, how much could they be charging to resole? But it's like you know they hand yeah. stitch in the welts and they do like the cork. But it's just it, it's really really um, 
interesting. I, I've been finding it interesting. It's just it, it's cool to see how they're doing. It's amazing. Like somebody will bring in like this shitty pair of shoes they found at a flea market, and they'll have them do them over, and they're like these beautiful, brand new, expensive shoes. And it's just it's unreal how they how they do it. So cool. I'm gonna look. Th- I'm looking at some of their videos. It's funny. A knife maker that I know. He started. He he got into knife making because he um, wanted to learn how to make his own shoes. So he started by making sheaths for knives, and then was like, "Oh well, I might as well make a knife." And then he never got to make a pair of oh, shoes. Wow. He just went into knife making. Really? And that's all he does now. He makes oyster knives on Cape Cod. I always wanted but, to make a pair of sneakers, like leather sneakers. Yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioned that one one time before, but know what you should listen to one time, and I know Paul did, is the guy that uh, flew the airplane. The pilot dies, passenger lands. Craziest thing ever. 45 minutes long. It's a recreation. Where is it? It's it's on on YouTube. It's called Pilot Dies, Passenger Lands King. Crazy. Mm -hmm. It's 45 minutes long. I put it on for two minutes. I could not stop listening to it. It's a recreation of the flight, the ending of it. But this pilot dies 10 minutes into a flight, and it's Easter Sunday. It's a father, his wife, and I think two or three daughters. And he flew a plane 20 years ago, just a single-engine Cessna. But it's like, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't want to be a spoiler, but they don't die. on the list, too. (laughs) Well, speaking of airplanes, did you guys see that uh, Salino from Salino and Barnes died in his own private airplane this weekend? And if you're from the tri-state area, you know the lawyer. Oh, my God. Salino and Barnes was this, like, like, horrific jingle you would hear constantly. Um, And they were in, like, a really – they were in a really brutal battle over who was going to retain the jingle because they were splitting up their – their firm and then uh the one of the partners he was flying his own plane with his it's a really sad story he was flying it with his niece and they got tr- oh. got in trouble and they crashed over the weekend That's it was uh, a cessna so r.i.p salino well, um i have been watching getting the jank oh he's yeah. getting paid actually honestly it's probably much worse now because i'm sure this guy's estate is going to be way less reasonable than he was going to be uh, with his former partner uh, but yeah. um i've been watching uh, well, it's not, he's not on uh, YouTube, but Matthew Harris, he's a blacksmith, um, that's friends with Chris cash. Um, I bought a gantry crane from him via Instagram. Um, and since then I spent some time and I just like kind of dove into his Instagram page because I obviously am familiar with his work, but there's a lot that I haven't seen and he's just does the craziest he's stuff. I mean, really like large scale sculptures. Um, and it's funny because he talked about a, a uh, forging press that he bought at an auction that he didn't realize weighed 16,000 pounds until the riggers showed up and uh, charged him like thousands of dollars to move it and like sunk their machine. They sunk their truck pulling it into his driveway. So Matthew Harris on Instagram, unbelievably talented guy. That guy's really good. Speaking of sculptures, you know, the other um, Derek told me about him. I mean, did you mention him already? The, um, what's the guy's name who does the sculptures in, in uh, Massachusetts, Derek? Oh, Jonathan Prince, uh, Prince. That guy yeah. is cr- just crazy. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah. It was like core drilling. He was using a um a radial. A one, two, three block. It looked like a, it was like a seven, eight, nine block. That's what it was. Yeah, I posted it on Instagram. I said, when your one, two, three block just Dude, won't do. It's like 11 crazy, feet tall. But he, he was like core drilling with a radial arm drill. Like it was crazy. The, the, the thing he was making. Yeah. Who was it you said, Chris? 
Matthew Harris. Matthew underscore Harris underscore studio. Yeah. He doesn't have a very big Instagram following. He has like about 11,000 followers. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to going down to his studio. Uh, he's near Baltimore, and I'm going to pick up this crane from him in a couple of weeks. Um, he's only about an hour and a half past the building that I work at. Um, and it's funny because I'm going to go to his shop before I go to Chris's shop because Chris's shop is, is a lot further away. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, you guys got to check him out. Cool. But anyway, that about does it for this week's episode of the Handmade Podcast. Follow us at Handmade Podcast on Instagram. Follow Derek from Alden. Follow Paul Pinto Jr. Follow me at Make Everything Shop. That about is it. And thank you all for listening. See thank you next you. week. Paul, got nothing, nothing, no, no sign off, nothing. Nope. Nothing. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.